Welcome to another episode of Armored and Delicious. My name is Cole Bang. And my name is Nathan Bassett. Thank you for tuning in episode 18 of the podcast. And happy February. We're second month of 2021. Yep. Already flew by just like that. One down and 11 to go. 11 more to go. <laughs> it's going to be fun. I'd say Exciting. so far, so far, I think we're doing better than the average month of 2020. Oh, if yeah. You, if you combine all the months of 2020 and average them, I think we're doing better than that so far. Yeah. Although, I don't know. January was, I'm not going to lie, rough. January was pretty rough. This this year was really rough. Or yeah. this year's, yeah, January was really rough. So, I mean, let's see what's in store for us, you know? Yeah. This if we can make it to March without a new pandemic hitting, <laughs> then I think, I think I can safely say that it's, it's so far fine. better than 2020. Yeah. And uh, I... I talked about making a pot roast last episode and I had to tell everyone here that it was, it was really delicious. It, it was worth putting in the oven for three hours. Yeah. And I got to say it lasted me at least two days. Dang. Okay. Leftover wise. That's, yeah. it's a beauty of making That's an investment that right much. there. Yeah, it is. Uh, yesterday I also made a, a Korean ginseng chicken soup. It's traditionally called, some ye tang. I don't know if I butchered that, I'm sorry. But <laughs> I think this is such a simple dish where you just put the chicken in a broth made of jujube berries, um, some mulberry bark. Yeah, I saw you were doing it with the uh with the jujubees, right? Yeah. Oh where my you, god. Where did you get them? I so like I yeah. don't think I've ever seen jujubees in any store. Uh you go to your local Asian market and right. just stop by to get those. Uh the jujubees were not that hardy yet. They are expensive if they are fresher, but they do have yeah. like dried ones in packs where it's. Uh, yeah, I ha- I've seen the dried ones. Yeah, I but, don't think uh, I've ever seen fresh ones. I know it it elevates the soup a bit. Uh, I I eat you also eat the the fruits too if you you know yeah. put it on your bowl. But that that gave me some energy and I still have more. So <laughs> I'm I'm excited to have that for lunch there today. Yeah. Yes, I've been cooking. I've been cooking. You know, experimental dishes this whole uh year oh yeah so looking forward to more of that yeah i've been hitting the farmer's market recently and so oh, at nice. one of the farmer's markets you can go and get acme bread and acme's like the bakery in in san francisco that has really great french style bread so oh. they have acme bread that i've been getting um i found watermelon radishes like uh, black spanish radishes uh romanesco like all sorts of cool oh, produce that's in season right now so uh, yeah, definitely all about the the fresh produce for me mm-hmm. this yeah. month. I should definitely check those out. Uh, I know we have a farmers market. I don't think there's one here where I live in Folsom locally. I'd have to go down to Sacramento to get those. Yeah, but they do have a nice farmers market there, and I, I know my parents like to go a lot. And uh, when they do their haul, they bring in a lot of these fresh vegetables and fruits, and it's it's really oh, yeah. Good. Yeah, well, it's like local and it's all seasonal, so you I mean you can't beat it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, better prices than uh, your grocery market too, and better quality. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah. There's a lot of th- there's a lot of things you won't find, uh, you know, in your average Safeway or something like that. Yeah. Well, I don't I don't think I've ever seen watermelon radishes in anywhere. Safeway. Well, yeah. I've seen them at Sunshine, right, in St. Helena, but that's about yeah. it. And that's because they bring in like weird, random stuff. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, I got to go myself. I still have yet to go to uh farmer's market this year yeah well it's open air outside if you can stand the cold obviously we need to get uh, food you know yeah but 
to safe uh, practice, should be fine. Should yeah. be fine. Yeah. So Nathan, we've got a uh, a recent development here on the the COVID front for restaurant workers. Okay. Uh, and so there was a study last month by the University of California in San Francisco, uh, which is primarily a medical school. And they looked at which occupations are the most at risk of uh, catching and dying of COVID. And so, I mean, guess which one is number one on the list? Uh, it's I, us. It's us. It's wow. us. We're at first, one. I would think. At first, I would think healthcare workers. No, that's, that's healthcare my, workers you know. are. Um, well, I can pull up the list right now. Let me see. Healthcare workers are pretty far down the list. Um, Interesting. Cooks are number one with a 60% increased uh, risk, which is a lot. Like, yeah, that that's, a, not, a that's not huge factor. That's uh, then, a profession we, we yeah. work in. Yeah, well, then lot. right below them, right below them is uh, agricultural workers, right? So people who... Like farmers, people who mm-hmm. pick produce. Yeah. Uh, and then below them is bakers. And then all the way down a few more is chefs and head cooks at 35% increased risk. And then if I'm reading this correctly, I don't think um, healthcare workers are on this list at all. Really? Yeah. This is a recent study? This is from last month. Oh, uh, well, actually, no. So they, it was published last month, studying March through October. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of scary knowing that uh, I have to go on externship soon, or just yeah. anyone in I know anyone in our friend group or industry at our school. Just you know, that's that's where we work. It's where we yeah. I mean, make a living that's, out of. I, all of the people that we know are in that yeah. industry. Everyone that we know from school is is doing that. So, um, uh, I think there's just, a lot of there's a lot of that sort of individual impact that doesn't really get talked about much. Because mm-hmm. um, you know we've talked about like you know one in six restaurants shut down because of the pandemic, and at this point it's probably more. Uh, yeah. It's probably like closer to one in five or one in four, which is. You know, obviously a huge deal. Um, but the ones that didn't shut down mostly didn't shut down because they're they're open, and so those guys who are in restaurants that are open, they have to show up to work every day, and the the servers interact with people, and the bartender interacts with people, yeah, they, and yeah. bartender are actually on this list as well. Um, this is for act- like out outdoor. Um. Yeah. Okay. So outdoor, it's just total, right? Just this total, one is okay. total from uh, March of 2020 through October of 2020. Oh, right, right. Okay. Makes sense. Right. Makes sense. So at some point in there, outdoor dining yeah. was going a couple times. It may have stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at some point, there was some indoor dining indoor as well. Dining. Okay. But yeah. um, it, the risk factor has increased so much for cooks because... I mean, obviously, your cook interacts with yeah. the server a lot. Mm-hmm. They got we got to give them the food, right? And they have to let right. us know what we're making. So um, there's so, this like 
travel vector between the, the customer and to the servers the, to the line cook to the server to the line cook. And so that's interesting to me is that the the servers are actually not on the list. Uh huh. I mean, I would assume that servers would just be at the same risk, if not more, than the line cooks. Yeah, themselves. I mean, I would have assumed they'd be at higher risk. Indirectly receiving it by the line cooks, but that's definitely directly for servers. Yeah, right from the customers. But Yeah. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, so there, there's definitely a, a big individual uh, impact here right. that and I feel like we don't really talk about very much. Yeah, uh, I don't know where it was on a chart, but it, it, I was reading about like oh the most uh, high risk places to get um, COVID, and I know like gyms were up there and stuff, but yeah, restaurants. I mean, were restaurants are probably like top, probably like top five. Yeah, top five, right? So that would make a lot of sense to see uh, this kind of uh, you know chain reaction going on with line cooks and servers and stuff. Yeah. Especially, well, and, I don't know, right and now. then, I mean, we know how fast something like that can travel in a kitchen. Yeah, absolutely. Because we saw it firsthand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at school, yes, right? So, yes, I mean, it, it goes pretty quick because you know you're you're taking your mask off to taste things. Mm-hmm. Um, you're like, touching food products that you know. Yeah. Other people, uh, equipments that other people are using. Right. Um, so there's there's a big big impact on that and I, I feel like you know you don't really hear very much about that mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully you know as vaccines are starting to roll in slowly but surely uh, that risk just goes down i guess um, yeah well I so know. we're lucky in california uh the governor has just shifted the vaccine timeline a little bit mm-hmm. and so uh food service workers and agricultural workers we got moved up on the okay, list that's good so hopefully we'll be up soon um i think we're 1b and i think right now we're doing 1a is getting distributed so right hopefully yeah. we'll see um that risk ratio go down soon which i mean obviously would be mm. ideal for us but um you know all the people yeah. that we know too yeah and the whole uh takeout thing i think is also helping more just less direct interaction with these guests yeah you know, they're just doing like window f- window drop-offs and then you just you know pay with like card and stuff like that it's right it does help a little bit more but yeah it's good to see that it's you're starting to see some changes going on right now yeah so that, i mean there's that you see the contactless delivery now which is good mm-hmm. um especially in california the last month or so with the stay-at-home order yeah. um pretty much every i mean every restaurant that was open was doing to go mm-hmm Doing the pickup and deliveries. So yeah, yeah. Uh, rise in numbers, too. Yeah. So it's, you know, good to see that the vaccine is getting expedited for us a little bit. But uh, definitely very unfortunate for our industry and the people that we know, um, sort of the status of mm-hmm. of this situation. Yeah. I've seen uh, my favorite restaurants, you know, here in Sacramento get shut down just because their uh co-workers got it it you know really it's a blow to the knee for restaurants they'd have to close for three weeks on top of you know sanitation um deep cleanings and then you'd have to have retest of all the crew and stuff like that it's just it's just a really long and expensive process if you, you your restaurant does end up 
getting uh, affected by it directly. Yeah. And, you know, that puts like a really bad PR too, unfortunately. People yeah. probably just try to stay away from you just because they heard your restaurant was impacted by it. And it's just the reality of things. Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely rough right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the best time to be in our industry, I guess, but uh, you know, hopefully it'll it'll bounce back. I mean, being a line cook is hardly the safest job in the best of times. Yeah, so it really it really is. Uh, hoping hoping for the best, you know. I mean, yeah, we're baby steps, baby steps, and we this are year. we are getting there. Um, I have personally heard some improvement in kitchens, right? Like they're trying to reduce volume in in the in the back of house, in the front of house, mm-hmm. you know reducing the the risk as much as we can i think after you know this study is is pretty recent so i think once once this one kind of makes its way around i think we'll see a lot of people uh you know maybe starting to realize like yeah i mean it's it's tricky right because you want to go and support your favorite restaurant but i mean do you want to put the people who work there at risk yeah you're weighing you're weighing a lot and it's it's hard to choose it really is yeah so it it is the last year has not been kind to our industry. Oh, no. Yeah. Hey, everyone. It's Cole here. Uh, before I say thank you to the amazing people who make our podcast possible, I do want to acknowledge that this episode so far is a bit more serious than most of our others. Uh, this is something very close to Nathan and I, as well as many of our friends and our classmates from school. So uh, that's why we mentioned it. And we haven't really heard anybody talking about it, so we felt like you know, this is, uh, you know, might be a good thing to raise a little bit of awareness of. Uh, if you decide that you want to help, we will be including a link in the show notes to the Restaurant Workers Community Foundation, which is an advocacy and action group made for and by restaurant workers that's been raising money since March to provide direct assistance uh, to restaurant workers, as well as uh, they are doing some zero interest loans to help keep our industry running and keep those workers employed. Uh, with that being said, we'd like to thank the lovely people who do contribute to our show. Uh, so thank you to Shelby Georgievich for creating our artwork. You can find her at sgeorgievich.com. Thank you to Dominic Reyes and Alexis Joel and Pierre for our theme music. Uh, and of course, as always, thank you to everyone who is listening right now. Uh, of course, you can also find us on Instagram at armeddelicious. And you can contact us by email with any questions or comments at armeddelicious at gmail.com. So, Cole, I heard that you managed to purchase some of the ice creams we talked about in last podcast episode. Yeah, the uh, the Everything Bagel ice cream has been uh, paid for. Uh, <laughs> it's not here. They, uh, they don't really sell it in the stores that are near me. So I went to... Uh, four different stores over the course of like okay three hours to try and Did you find manage it. to find any of the Jenny's ice cream. I found some, but okay. it's pretty much the same like three flavors over and over again. It was it was frosé, so frozen rosé sorbet. Okay, and then it was um. It was chocolate, I think, like the triple chocolate or or mm. chocolate cake or one of those. Not not as exciting. Yeah, and then um, brambleberry. 
What's the other What's one? What's Brambleberry? Never I heard don't know. I don't think Brambleberries are a real fruit, so I'm not sure what, you know, what they're putting in the ice cream, but it's That's something. It's some kind of okay. berry, I'm assuming. But right, um, fair enough. So, so I I went ahead and I bought it online. So I got the everything bagel. I got goat cheese and cherries. I there got. You go. Yeah, I'm really excited for that the one. The goat cheese and um, cherry, that sounds good. We got uh, the blackout chocolate, I think. Um, peaches and uh, biscuits. Biscuits and peaches or cream. Like one of those. Co- like, a, like a cobbler ice cream. Yeah, like cobbler. Okay. Um, I got six. I don't remember where the other two are, to be completely honest with you. Um, you... but hopefully they'll be coming in this week okay so this week great great uh-huh. yeah i'm looking forward to knowing what the everything bagel tastes like yeah I'm, I, I'm, you're just gonna have to try that one the last. longer i have to wait for it the more the more curious i get and also the more terrified yeah it's because it's... like i i keep going back and forth between <laughs> this could be really good and this could be really bad. I'm hoping you don't regret purchasing that. I'm, I'm hoping it's not really bad. Yeah, I mean, hey, you have great flavors <coughs> besides the... Um, guaranteed great flavors besides the everything bagel. Right. I, I mean, mean, like, at, at, at worst, just I one. know that some of them will be good. Yeah. Right? It's just one. And at least the chocolate reason. one is going to be good. Yeah. And the, the goat cheese cherry, that's... I've had goat cheese uh, blueberry ice cream before, and it's... It's wonderful. It's amazing. Yeah, it's really I mean, it's, goat cheese ice cream is is pretty good. Yeah, it's it's new. It's a new flavor that uh, not everyone has tried. So it's it's great. I hundred percent recommend it. I mean, I have a local ice cream shop here, and they do like a, a lot of flavors. I think like twenty five flavors, and they've been an ice cream shop, Gunther's Ice Cream. I don't know if you've heard of them. Been here since like nineteen forties, but they're they're really simple, but you know, it's just some place that uh, I go to uh, back and forth because it's just ice cream that's reliable. I'm, yeah, I'm not. They got the, uh, you know, steady. It's yeah, it's, steady uh, flavors. I'm not scared of the flavors like the yeah, the everything like bagel. everything bagel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you just but so we'll see. I mean, I'll definitely give an update. Hopefully next week. Hopefully we'll have them all by next week, and I'll do a little tasting. Taste and test. I'll, I'll take some notes, and uh, I'll uh, we'll do a little ice cream review, I guess. Yeah, I'm gonna ask you each and every flavor. That's yeah. that's the next episode. Grill me on it, I guess. Yeah, but you're uh, gonna to tell me all about it. I think you should save the bagel one last, just just as a grand finale. Yeah, it's just all a right. little. Yeah, just a little. Yeah, gotta build up to it. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Have a build up. Hopefully, you'll start thinking about the flavors in your head more, <laughs> and predict what it's gonna taste yeah. like. Yeah, I had to think about it. I'll smell it. You know look at it really hard but Maybe. yeah we'll, we'll figure out the ice cream hopefully we'll have an update for that uh next week right, right on yeah so cool uh i'm not sure if you're aware uh have you seen the obviously you've seen the bernie sanders meme, but have you seen yeah. the different uh types of advertisements that these food establishments or coffee shops not even food establishments just any business out there just using him as a you know just a, a little, little model a little model in, in yeah front of their, i've their seen business. a couple i've seen a couple i've seen um 
one from a restaurant in Alameda, I think, that has him like sitting on a bench outside their their restaurant with a little to go bag. Right. Yeah. And I think I think everyone's been um, using that model lately. Uh, oh yeah, my, it's my everywhere. Co- yeah, my coffee shop here, Scorpio Coffee. They, you know, they put one up him sitting just on the table with like a coffee, and I think that was that was pretty funny. It, it's been it's been going around lately. I mean, yeah, restaurants. It's it's, it's yeah. uh the the use of it is going down a little bit, but for a while it was like every post I saw yeah. was a Bernie Sanders meme. Yeah, definitely like a big January thing. You know, during that inauguration, he was it was like a notorious uh you know image to see, especially during live. I think. It's just uh i don't know there's something about him posing like that he just he looks he looks so done with it yeah yeah he looked he looked mad but i don't, I don't think he was you just he's just, just like old <laughs> just an old yeah old man things you know i mean i guess say the mittens are the mittens were, were pretty sick yeah though. i think it was just his like posture yeah and the, the whole leg cross just, just screams pretentious or something <laughs> i don't know I don't know. I think it's maybe not pretentious. I think it's like it, I thought it was pretentious. <laughs> it's very, it's very like, you know, it's the this could have been an email, in while you're in the meeting type of deal. Yeah, we're like you're like okay, let's move on with it. I know, and he's just he looks done. I don't know. I don't think he was done though. But I think he's probably just really cold. Yeah, it, uh, it it looked pretty funny. I mean, uh, restaurants and businesses don't have any other choice too, but to really post on Instagram, and it's their form of advertisements in order to boost their business. Really, yeah. I mean, and it's I guess hard that's to a, take out an, a TV ad as yeah. a restaurant, and that's unless you're like it. Applebee's, right? Applebee commercials. I, I don't know. It's just the same. I don't know how to tell you. Yeah, Chili's I mean, is the same way. Yeah, yeah. Chi- yeah. yeah I, would, I was gonna chilies. say like Chili's, baby back ribs, Lo- lobster, uh, red lobster, or what else? Man, Sizzlers. I haven't seen a Sizzlers commercial in so long. Right? <laughs> I haven't been to any of those in a while. They're because that's because they're like buffet, and that I'm not sure the buffet will ever come back. Oh, true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I miss. Yeah, I I looked into a sushi buffet that I used to go to a lot here and. I, I don't think it's it's not good good looks for them. Mm-mm. I just think it's it's unfortunate that people will try to stray away from them, just because of the whole ordeal of the pandemic. Yeah. Well, I think right now, it's probably good that no one's going to the buffet. Right. Places, yeah. But I think there's a yeah. I watched the a research video on like what a buffet does, and they use the spray that. Um, because it's glow in the dark or not glow in the dark i'm sorry but like a uv light right ah, mm-hmm. so it's invisible and then you can see in the uv light and these people were mimicking just an average dinner service of a buffet and i didn't realize how contagious like this disease is the in, utensils, in a, in a, man yeah in the buffet setting so yeah. when they turn off the lights they had the uv lights on oh my gosh everything was glowing like a christmas tree <laughs> from glasses to yeah plates to the sneeze guards well i mean this well yeah better the sneeze guard than the food right yeah the sneeze guards were obviously like one of the most lit lit up uh you know places in the buffet but just the utensils and the whole thing i think it was just really interesting how to you know yeah how real it was i don't know how to explain yeah so i'm not sure the buffet will be coming back anytime soon but yeah hopefully the the smaller places can pivot to something more 
it's a little bit more manageable. Buffets are more like high volume. And from what I've tried, how they counteracted the situation was try to sell in high volume. More like have this box deal of, let's say, 20 pieces of sushi, like two huge rolls and like three dishes for like 50 bucks. I guess that's how they're going about it. Yeah. Which I guess is fair. And, you know, right. that's just Well, I think that's, you know, that's not a bad method of doing it. Yeah. Like, if you have to pivot to something. But, um, yeah, I don't think the in-person buffets can be back yeah. for a while. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like in our industry, buffets are kind of slowly trying, like, slowly fading away. It's, I think they kind of been on the yeah. on the uh, outward trend for a while. Right. Even it's, before pre-pandemic. I don't want to say, like, it's the most sustainable business when it comes to food. Yeah. definitely just a lot of waste going on around there yeah which is unfortunate but i mean it kind of yeah. is you know tied to the business model i guess yeah not much you can do about that one right absolutely so. i don't know it's been when was like when was the last time you've been to like a hometown buffet i if at I all i can't think of it i maybe like a breakfast buffet at like yeah. an event or something but <laughs> yeah i guess technically that... the last time i was at a buffet was at school because we used to have everything be a buffet right okay yeah that's fair but, i remember that. that those were those were the good days those were that. they had some really amazing mm-hmm. setups the presentation of for a buffet was you know it was, it was just pleasing pleasing yeah. to see can't say i you know i, love I, I, just, I guess i just want it back again yeah well we might see it in new york uh if the buffets do come back if um yeah we'll see i guess hopefully it'll be uh although i don't know i'm not gonna lie the boxes are pretty convenient oh yeah people do take want them to go their food That's home pretty easy maybe they'll put out boxes as well as plates now that'd be nice yeah um just like a little takeout you should have like a takeout to go tasting menu in cia yeah that'd be you know that'd be fun i think we did that in the gay house or not our class but for the pm class yeah, they did that. I remember, I remember them doing that. It was, it worked out. You know, I gotta say, it was, it's it pretty was good. good. Yeah, it was a good move. Honestly, it really is. Yeah. Just excited to start eating out more. You know, obviously. Yeah, it's I'm been a while. excited to be back at restaurants and uh, trying new things again. Yeah, I've been home cooking. I've been home cooking. That's that's really it. Home cooking. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta keep those skills sharp. Somehow. Yeah, absolutely. I don't want to go to the kitchen and be like, I don't know how to stock. Yeah, what's, what's a stock? I've been making a few stocks here and there, like fish stocks, keep them in the mm. freezer. Yeah, like, I mean, been... honestly, stock will last forever. Yeah, it's been doing so. me justice, honestly, using those trims and wastes that we've had. But it it, it occupies you. I'm sure some viewers here are actually everyone that's been affected in the stay at home thing. I, I bet they're you know feel, chefing it up feeling feeling like making something i've yeah, seen a lot I mean, of people, a lot of people are i have seen a lot of people attempt i'm right. there are some people who are maybe need some more practice right i've i've seen but, like you know hey uh re- re- this is my recipe i made during the pandemic come try it out they'll they'll post it and everybody will hop on the train and do the same thing I guess yeah. food really does bring us closer, Cole. Yeah, well, <laughs> not physically not right physically. now, hopefully, but I think I see what you're saying. Um, I just want to go back for food. 
outside in the world. Oh, yeah. Looking forward to it, though. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's all we have for time. Nathan, I know you are starving. You got to get yourself some of that I'm good I'm starving. Soup. I need to. So. I, yes. That's exactly what I was going to eat. The chicken ginseng soup. It's energetic. Yep. It'll give you life and, you know, energy. I'm looking oh, forward yeah. to that. And I can't wait to ask you about the ice cream next week. Next I episode. am excited and also terrified so i will let you know it's the fear of it all right let's go rock on i'm all excited right. to you know tell me all about it well then i'll catch you next episode and everyone here listening thank you for listening to episode 18 of the armed and delicious podcast catch you guys later mm-hmm.